Good morning, my name is uh, Pastor Josh, one of the pastors here. I um, really have privilege and kind of a weird job this morning. I'm not preaching. Uh, I had about a 20-minute segment planned out to do a very difficult task, and first service ended up going about 40, 45 minutes, and things were very different and uh, just not a dry eye in the building. I cried more in the last service than I have in the last couple of years, I'm sure, so... Um, uh, we get to do that again, which uh, is always kind of a weird task as you're kind of on repeat up here and you're hearing it for the first time. So uh, as many of you know, today is uh, kind of our, I don't want to say last Sunday, but it is uh, our send-off Sunday uh, for our uh, youth ministry pastor, Randall Goodman, and his wife, Jennifer. So it is, it is with a lot of joy uh, and honestly a lot of uh, mixed emotions that we send them out because uh, it is it is good news that they are going. Um, it is it is gospel mission. It is Randall and his family uh, obeying what the Lord has for them. But it's also hard for us because we've had him here uh, a good portion of two decades, and that's that's hard to say goodbye to someone who's been here uh, for so long. And so. Uh, being the lowest guy on the totem pole, I'm given the task to kind of help walk this through. So it is, it is an honor and a privilege. Um, and here, here's why it's an honor, because uh, our God is a God who is about mission. Right In the very beginning, Genesis 1.28, when God tells Adam and Eve to, to have children, to multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it, that's, that's not simply a command to have babies, Right? We know that that's the byproduct of the command, but the idea behind it is that there will be more image bearers of God on the earth. And then later God continues that with Noah, it says, fill the earth, multiply, and we have kind of God's heart from the beginning as seen as a God of mission who wants to multiply. And, and then we carry that through all the way through Old Testament. You got Abraham who's leaving everything he knew to go to a new land, a very difficult land. And, and that message continues all the way through New Testament, all the way through Jesus Christ, who, who tells us, therefore, go and make disciples. Not an easy task. The promise is never that it is easy. In fact, the promise is that it's going to be very difficult. But the promise is that it is worth it. So it is an honor because we get to look at a man and look at a family who said, okay, I'm going to go. I think it is worth it. It's going to be hard. But God, I am up for the test because you have asked me to do it. It is through both joy and sacrifice that we multiply here today. As I said, it's not easy, though. Uh, anytime you follow the Lord in something like this and you leave a place that you are so used to, so comfortable with, it's, it's hard and it's hard for us. Being obedient to God is never easy. Uh, the second century theologian Tertullian said that the church is built on the blood of the martyrs. That's starting with Stephen, moving to most of the apostles, moving uh, again to most anyone who left their family, left their home, stood up for the name of Jesus Christ and gave something. That goes all the way today to our brothers and sisters who are being killed right now in Iraq, in Syria. That goes to anyone right now who is sacrificing something to be obedient to the call that God has placed on their life. And that very much goes in the hand of the Goodman family, who, to be honest, like, you know, he, he, he's excited to go, but you're, you're leaving something well known. He knows this place. 
He knows us. He knows the leadership here. He gets paid his full-time salary, right? And to go somewhere where you're literally getting a quarter of the money, and he's number two. That's not an easy position to be in. He's the second guy. But he's trusted the Lord. He said, okay, God, I know that you are in this. You have asked me, and I'm going to be faithful to follow you. And for what? You know, what, what is he doing? What is he going out to do? I think Jesus captures this idea of what the kingdom of God is like very clearly in the book of Mark. In, book, in the fourth chapter of Mark, we read this about the kingdom of God in verse 30. I'm um, just reading a couple of sentences here. It says, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds in the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So Randall is leaving right now as what I would just consider a mustard seed. It's very small. There's not a lot there when he says, yeah, we're going to start a church. Well, what is that right now? It's, it's relationship with a couple of people, a handful of people. And his job is a very difficult job. His job is to work the soil. His job is to get dirty. He's on his hands and knees and he's preparing and he's planting that seed. And every day he's working at it. He's going to water it and he's going to beg God to do what only he can do. And that is grow that plant because he can't do it. We all know that on his own, Randall would absolutely fail. And if he did succeed, meaning if people came because of him, that would be a failure as well. So his prayer, our prayer, is that God would make this seed grow. But man, it's going to be a lot of work. And it's not going to be easy. He's leaving behind, like I said, about two decades of ministry here. So, so it almost seems unfair at times to even, even just say we got 45 minutes, to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to celebrate two decades of work in 45 minutes. How, how do you do that? And we, like we have, uh, you know, some students who are going to come up here in a second and share. We have a student leader who's going to share. I mean, how, how do you in three to five minutes apiece say what someone's done in your life for decades? That's, that's a really, really hard thing to do. And, and for me, man, I, I've only been here three and a half years and I love the guy. You know, I think I cried all my tears last time, so I think I'm, I'm good to go now, but Man, it's hard. Like, I, I love him. I, we have solid relationship. I, I love working with him. He, he'll come into my office and just be so excited. Guys, look what I've learned this last week. I, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm reading John 10, and I see this. What do you think about this? How do you think this applies here in Corvallis or, or in my new ministry? I mean, he's definitely excited about it, and I love having these conversations and just seeing what God's been doing. He'll come in. Man, we Beach Olympics, this kid got baptized, or, or this happened, and that happened. And Man, I talked to this student. I reconnected with them over, you know, years have gone by, and... I mean, just seeing his love for people and his love for these students, man, it's going to be hard to let go. But God's doing a good work. And, I, and my hope and my prayer and my invitation for us this morning is that we'd partner with him. That we wouldn't just send him out. All right, Randall, thank you for 20 years. That was good. Who's next? Right? That's, that's certainly not our posture. That's not our plan. That's not our hope. Like our posture and plan is that we would go with him. In the last couple of weeks, we've talked about a number of different ways that we can do that. Uh, the first one being uh, financially. You know, we talked about partnering with our pocketbooks and saying, yeah, I'm behind you. We can write a check. We're, uh, we're opening up uh, an offering uh, to Hub City Church. 
and get behind them and say, hey, I want to I see what uh, God will do through this. That's a great way to partner with them. Another way to partner with them would be to, to go this afternoon, 1230 uh, in the modular. If you can make it down there, bring your biohazard suit and get all suited up and get down there. It's kind of gross. Uh, but for, what, an hour, hour and a half, listen to their heart. Listen to the vision. It's an incredible vision. Him and Nathan, the other lead uh, church planner, will be there. They're going to share what God has kind of been doing the past uh, year-ish. Well, longer than that, really. I mean, this has been planned out for multiple years. Uh, and then kind of share about what uh, the plan is. Go hear that. Commit to pray for them. Be a part of that. Uh, then the third way, I mean, this, this may sound crazy to some of you, but, but who knows? Maybe God is pulling on your family to actually be a part of this church. You know, we want to, as a leadership team, with open hands say, we are about the kingdom of God here in this area. We're not about Northwest Hills alone. Like, absolutely, I'm going to pour my life into this church, but I'm about the kingdom. So I've got to hold people with open hands and say, if God's moving you somewhere, we want you to go there. I'll be the first to say that Randall doesn't want you if you don't want to engage. If you just want to fill a seat there, they, they don't want you. If you feel called to the mission... Participate, engage, belong. They want you there. Pray about that. We want to open that up. So we want to send them off, but we want to be with them as they go. Will it cost you something? Yeah, that's, that's actually the promise that Jesus gives us. It might cost you some money. It might cost you some time. Shoot, it might cost you a move to Albany. But is the promise that it's worth it? Yeah. If God's calling you, it's always worth it. I want to invite uh, a couple of students up here. Uh, we're going to start with Bradley Shepard. He's going to share a bit about his uh, experience under uh, Randall's leadership in the last six years here now. This is Mr. Shepard. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Bradley Shepard. Um, I've been going to Northwest Hills since I was born. Um, I've known Randall since I was going into sixth grade. Uh, he's been the youth pastor there for a lot longer than that but um i'm going to be a senior now so i've had uh, a lot of time to make memories with randall uh have a lot of those um i would like to forget some of those um <laughs> like the time that he wore really short jean shorts to the meet retreat that was just bad um but there's also a lot of memories with him that uh, I really hope that I never forget, like uh, being able to go to places like Mexico and San Francisco and Los Angeles and just uh, share amazing experiences with him um, down there. And, I mean, I could talk for hours about all the good things that Randall has done and how he's impacted my life. And I will talk about that, um, not for hours, but uh, <laughs> in a little bit. But I'd like to share a story first about how um, the dynamics in me and Randall's relationship has changed recently. So um, as some of you who know me may be aware, uh, I play soccer. And I was on my way home from a soccer tournament in Salem this summer. And uh, my dad's driving. I'm in the back with some teammates just having, having fun. And uh, I get a text message uh, from Randall. And I'm like, well, this is weird. You know, he never texts me. You know, what does he want? This is is not normal and uh i open it up and it says so uh we're kind of related and so it's it's kind of a complicated story but so my great aunt uh married a guy whose last name is finley so uh she married into the finley family and randall's wife's jennifer's grandmother 
is a Finley. So it's kind of stretched through a couple marriages, but um, we're related. So <laughs> just thought I'd let you guys know that. I have credentials. I know him, you know, family. So, uh, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, Randall has been a constant and steadfast godly influence in my life. Um, he's done so many things for me. He's um, taught me how to read my Bible at a really deep level. He's um, described and better yet exemplified what Christ-like love should look like um, to a kid like me. And um, he's just, he's done so many things. His support and teachings have been um, instrumental in getting me where I am in my walk with Christ um, so far. And uh, I'm not the only one. I mean, there's tons of kids. I mean, you'll hear from Windsor, but I mean, there's so many kids that um, he's infected. Infected. <laughs> I mean that too, but affected um, in a, a positive, godly manner. And uh, it's just amazing um, the stuff that he's done. And um, I'm really bummed. I'm going to miss him um, and all of his infections. Um, but uh, I, I guess I can take solace in the fact that I know that God is going to use him for um, even bigger and better things in Albany and that um, he will continue to restore God's kingdom even in um, a different city. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hi. So my name is Windsor Peterson. I am also a senior. Um, I first met Randall going into sixth grade, and I thought he was 20. And, um, yeah, so it was at my first middle school revolution, and the last game of the night was Let's Guess Randall's Age. So, yeah, apparently he was 36 or something. So... That was a shocker, because um, I was like, well, he has, like, Justin Bieber hair and, like, skinny jeans and drinks Starbucks and mountain bikes and stuff, right? So, yeah, but anyways, um, so throughout middle school, I was always really impressed with his patience with middle school boys and how they'd, like, beat him with, like, the swimming noodles and, like, we'd, like, play red hot poker and he'd be, like, tackled and middle school boys just smell in general and they're like sweaty and everything and then middle school girls are like always giggling and stuff so I was just impressed with his patience um into high school I was able to go on the mission trips and retreats and stuff um there's lots of special memories there um Randall actually baptized me um when we were in Mexico my sophomore year and that was really awesome um yeah, so if I was to boil, like, obviously he's been a huge impact in my life and my walk with God. Um, but if I was to say, like, any one theme from his sermons and any, like, one main lesson that I would take away from my years with him in high school ministry, um, it would be, like, just how Jesus um, interacted with people who weren't walking with God and um, how he showed God's love through relationships. Um he wasn't just like, oh, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, you know, come to church. Uh, he was like, you know, like um, when he was talking with Zacchaeus, like he, when he ate at his house and he was friends with them, and I was always like, oh, yeah, Jesus ate with tax collectors, but I don't know any tax collectors, so I'm off the hook. Um, but I realized, you know, like um, through Randall's preaching, he has a way of like communicating um, the Bible stories and how they relate to our lives here now, you know, not just like, oh, that happened 2,000 years ago. It's like not relevant to me. Um, so I realized, you know, I don't know any tax collectors, but I have friends who aren't walking with God and um, just how I can share God's love through a loving relationship and not just being like, 
you know, you're a sinner. Um, so yeah, that was a blessing in my life. And selfishly, I really want him to stay for my senior year. Um, but we know uh, that he has great things um, that God has in store for him in Albany. And I can't wait to see what those are. So. Right on. Thank you. I want it to be known that accountants are not like tax collectors. I think that's very important. They're worse. Not, not sinners. Not sinners. We're all there. So a couple weeks ago, when I was asked to come up here and share three to five minutes about youth ministry and time with Randall, I, I willingly said, oh, you bet, sure. And I was excited about that. Then I got to thinking about it. Why am I not a planner? Why would I just accept that and try to boil down 15 years out of the last 20 of youth ministry in three to five minutes? This guy has been an amazing presence for our kids for that entire time, and I think you guys need to know about that. Um, We've had some fun times in middle school ministry over the years. Um, I tried to explain team sports to Randall. He's a cyclist and thinks that cycling is the only sport. For a period of time, he actually thought it was a clean sport. But then he was educated as well as the rest of us. I also gave Randall a horrible time about his hair during all the years. Randall used um, much of his salary on hair care products. (laughs) And um, I really wanted to buy stock in whatever gel that was because if they had any other company or any other... It, people who used their product, they'd be making a lot of money, even a couple more clients, and they'd be, they'd be well set. Now, Randall tried to get the kids, you know, kind of turn them back on me for that because of my short haircut, but I tried to explain to him it's not a bald thing. It's just I prefer low maintenance and, you know, cost effectiveness. So um, bar soap works really well, and it's not it's near gel, so it's a lot cheaper that way, too. Um, you know, another time, just recently, uh, at a wedding of a great friend of ours, uh, Randall was performing the ceremony, and, and somehow I take a shot in this wedding ceremony in, in our church from about, you know, a couple hundred people about how I seem so much older than he and the groom, even though they're like three years younger than I am. In a wedding, you do that to me? Really? In front of all those people? But there were also some really important times where uh, I'm working one day. I work in Albany, and uh, Randall calls me up, lets me know that uh, his best friend and a very good friend of mine was involved in an avalanche accident up on Mount Rainier. I dropped what I was doing. We, uh, We went to his other office, one of the local Starbucks over there, and we talked and we cried for over an hour just trying to hold each other up for those times that God puts in front of us that we aren't prepared for. The ministry with Randall has been amazing. Trips to Mexico and the Bay and Los Angeles and revolution in the evenings for the middle schoolers and Survivor and high school hangouts where the high schoolers just go and do something simple as hang out and eat and interact and love each other and love their youth pastor and feel loved by their youth pastor. Amazing, amazing times 
that you can't manufacture. You just have to be there and see what kids do. So as I was trying to finalize what to do here, I'm getting to it. God presented it. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then last Saturday, we got to go to another Beach Olympics. We've been to a few together. It's a long day. Um, There's a lot of kids. There may be the occasional yelling, trying to just organize all those kids. And yet, we get to be with your kids and see how your kids grow from sixth graders to high schoolers to seniors to college students to college students helping out in the ministry, setting up the next set of games. And it's a great day of games and food, but it's even better when we get to listen to the message and see what Randall has in store for us at night and see what he's leading us to and where the presence of God is going to be. And last Saturday was no different. I'm tired. I'm going to turn around. So we got to, to witness or watch a girl give her testimony. And then we, we were all up on the grassy area, which is well away from the beach, but we trekked all the way back to the beach at the end of the long day, difficult day, and we watched her get baptized. And she's coming up out of the water, and Randall's lifting her out, and her sister's lifting her out, and the sun is setting behind her, and it's just incredible. It's, it's the most amazing picture ever. Except it's followed by an even better picture. Two high school senior girls run up and hug her as she comes out. It's the best picture of youth ministry I could ever give you guys. Thank you, Randall. Your love, buddy. I don't know how to follow that. Thank you. Um, Randall, you you came here uh, in 94. You got saved, became a follower of Christ, uh, entering into the mission of the gospel, and uh, immediately got plugged in here. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? You know, 20 years ago, I, you know, I was three years old almost. So, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember at all 94. I, I vaguely, I vaguely remember it also. So. Let me, let me just say this. In 94, the, 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 um, the idea of haircut being a choice, not a bald thing. It worked really well then. You might want to reevaluate it now. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, we, this is our thing. We, wow. Uh, so Mr. Sutherland has been, been a lifelong uh, partner in ministry. So, yeah, so I, you know, I, I came to know Jesus through uh, just God kind of calling me, and I was just sitting in an apartment here in Corvallis and, you know, God called me back, submitted my life to Jesus. Shortly after that, I walked into to Northwest Hills for the first time, uh, not, not having been in church in, I don't know, you know, 15 years, maybe even longer. Um, and kind of just all foreign and new to me. And I, I, I came with my sister. I remember that. And she grabbed a, what we would call a, a communication card, connection card, and she filled it out and she gave my address and my phone number, like unbeknownst to me. And so a couple days later, I got a call from, and I'm going to throw out some names that some of you might recognize. Some of you don't. We're talking like decades ago. Uh, but by a guy from the name, uh, his name is Grant Cassidy, and he was involved with college ministry there. So gives me a call, says, hey, do you want to get together, have a cup of coffee, talk about this kind of whole Jesus thing? And I said, sure. And we did. Uh, Grant and I are, have been lifelong friends. He's been 
really just key in, in kind of shepherding me into the life and the mission of Jesus. And so um, just as a, as, a, as a guy being faithful to the mission and to the call, um, discipled me early on. Um, and then his brother, Luke, um, who, who we mentioned earlier, um, was really key in getting me involved in ministry. And he came to me and said, I've only been a believer for like three months. And it's like, I got this crazy idea. You want to help me? do a, a Bible study for middle school boys. And I was like, sure, why not? But who would let us do that? I've only been a believer from like three months. You grew up in Africa and you're crazy and just, you know, so, um, and then, so this guy, Chris sword, who was the youth pastor at the time is currently one of our elders, which is a bit scary, took a gamble on us and said, sure, I'll unleash you to, you know, the fellowship hall down there on Wednesday nights with a group of kids. And so, um, so Luke and I did that for a good couple of years um, there was other people that were key involved in kind of growing names like Jerome Leonard and Phil Roblicki who kind of spoke into my life and raised me up. And, and, you know, so significant time. There's a whole generation of students from, you know, a couple decades ago, names like the Showboys, uh, Brad and, and Scott and Aaron Dunn and, and Brandon Kirkbride. And I, I, I missed this family the first um, the first hour. I wasn't quite as composed, but the vocal boys, um, they're, they're, they're easy to displace from your memory. So, um, no, I, I love that family. And just, I was, we were, Paul and I were sitting down there, um, last Thursday night and we were getting ready for our team leaders meeting for, um, for beach Olympics. And I was sitting in that room and just going like, I'm surprised it's still standing after what Luke and I just kind of accomplished in there with this group of kids. And man, that was a good time. So, so my, so my memories of Northwest Hills, um, it's not just about like the past decade, obviously it runs very deep. It runs into like me being, you know, discipled into the life and the mission of Jesus. Um, you know, having a call placed on my life to, to be involved in ministry. Um, and so it runs very deep, and it's been very significant, and um, it's just so so grateful for the time that we've had. Um, one of the greatest joys and, and blessing um, in, in my life in ministry over you know, the past 20-so years has been able to see students that um, kind of grew up in my ministry, and then I get to serve alongside them, and they're faithful to serving in ministry. So um, Noah and Aaron, these two guys right here, they just got back from camp. And so the past four years, I've been able to serve with Aaron. He grew up through the ministry, and he's been so key in jumping into middle school and high school ministry. And now Noah, um, who was at camp all summer, is, is a key person in, in the ministry now. So that's a huge blessing to, to serve along students that, that I was able to serve. And there's so many of them that jumped in and helped out and just in turn multiplied themselves out because they took serious the call of Jesus in their life. And so, um, and then on top of that, of course, um, so my, you can tell that Paul and I deeply care and love about each other because we're able to give each other such a bad time. And, and that's built out of friendship and respect and love. And so, um, there's so many deep relationships with so many faithful adults that have come alongside and said, we care. Um, we feel called to this and we desire to be a part of what God's doing in the lives of these students. And so obviously deep relationships that run deep and they run beyond a church. They, they, they're, they're built upon the kingdom and um, they have kingdom values and their kingdom friendships. And so they're going to persist and continue beyond um, our time here. And we know that and, and we're so thankful for that. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, just the past decade of actually just working and shepherding these kids um, and presenting the gospel to them and seeing them respond uh, has been a huge blessing. There's some amazing students here. Um, and there's some amazing families here. And, and I got to throw this out. Um, I, so obviously the great part of, of my time here, I worked for Andy uh, Buchanan. 
And um, I told him, like, probably a couple years in, um, and his daughter Caroline was, like, in elementary school, like maybe five or six years old or seven, maybe a little bit older. But I said, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to graduate Caroline from high school. I, I know I can do that. That's a goal. And um, she left for Biola last Sunday. And so she graduated. So that was, and, and just beyond that, all of Andy's kids came through my ministry, and they're just the, the most amazing students. And so I got to throw out, like, an incredible amount of, like, energy and excitement towards and, and just recognition that, like, the, our, our pastors have had almost all of their kids come through the ministry, and they're just great kids. Um, even all of the Penn kids who were here a couple of weeks ago were just amazing kids. And so we've been not only able to, to kind of serve the families here, but serve pastors and their kids. And, and uh, yeah, we, we walk away with, with great and cherished memories of students and families and staff and and then on top of that, I know I'm not done yet, just the incredible, like, um, amount of, like, relational connect- connectedness with the staff here, you know, and, and that, it's rare. And so, like, what you see here is, is honestly what you get. I mean, this is us going, like, we love working with each other. We've been blessed to, to have great relationships. We genuinely want to serve each other and lift each other up in ministry. And so that's a huge, and it's a pretty rare blessing to kind of see a group of guys come together and say, man, we believe in the mission. We believe that Jesus has called us here. We believe that we need to, to connect with each other. And so um, that's, that's been a huge blessing, too, in my time here is to, to, to truly respect engage with and have friendships and relationships with the group of men that we're working with. So, yeah, that's a lot, huh? It's good. Yeah, it's I'm good. a little bit more composed here. So it's good. I'm getting some it's more. It's good. Yeah. Um, man, we love you. It's Thanks. incredible kind of watching over the past three years, God moving and working uh, since I've been here, just seeing uh, where you were and kind of where you are and what you're headed out to do. Um, just a quick word on, uh, you know, what you and your family are doing. Obviously, a huge change from uh, you full-time job to you coming home and telling your wife, hey, uh, I want to take a three-quarter pay cut, uh, want to go to a place that doesn't exist right now, and uh, try to create something that I can't create at all and God has to do it. Um, that's, a, that's a big change. Uh, so maybe just speak into for a second. I know your wife has been incredibly faithful through this process. Yeah. Uh, you've said it yourself, probably a better missionary than you are Absolutely. even. And just kind of what that looks like to to really say yes to something that that is so unknown, uh, so difficult. And, and maybe even be honest here. I know that in the past year you've gone through moments where, you know, there's excitement, obviously, and there's, there's simultaneously uh, – Perhaps maybe even some insecurity and some, you know, just, Lord, uh, this has to be you because uh, on paper it doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe yeah. just speak into that a bit for us. You just said it all. So <laughs> no. let, me, let me clarify. <laughs> Albany does exist, too, so we're not going to a place that. True, yeah, true. So, but, no, yeah, you know, it's, it, you're right. I mean, um, you know, so first and foremost, as, as Nathan and I and our families are approaching this, we're, more than we're kind of saying, like, hey, we're pastors in the church, we're, we're really saying that we're missionaries to the city. Hmm. And, and so we truly desire to be a church in the city, to the city, and kind of live incarnationally. And there's pieces of that that are already taking place. And there's not a day that goes by where, of course, I don't, you know, just kind of go, oh, wow, what, what have I done, you know, um, last Thursday. So uh, uh, as a part of this, part of what I'm going to be doing, both out of kind of necessity, but also out of intention. And, and mission is I'll be bivocational. So I worked uh, I worked a shift at, at Bike and Hike here in Corvallis last Thursday. Hopefully the desire would be that I'll be um, over in the Albany shop sooner than later. Um, and I was riding my bike home um, to Albany, just riding down Highway 20, just kind of going, what have I done? 
you know, and kind of like, oh, wow. Like, I, first of all, I, like, I don't think I've worked a nine hour shift in, you know, a decade. So true. J- yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't need to go into that. But um, so so just kind of work like right, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. And, and then at the same time, just kind of praying God, like bring purpose to this. You know, I want this to be intentional. We want the bivocational thing to be for the sake of mission. Um, and, and then God just kind of instantly is answering prayers to that, you know, so there was a, there's a, a, a guy that came in that needed a bike. He needed to borrow it for a bike race. So I lent him my bicycle. And, and so I'm trying to engage in a relationship with this guy. We're riding over to some, some friend's house for a dinner that night. And there's another couple in the neighborhood and they're into cycling and they know the shop and they know all the employees there. So man, did you pray, pray for, pray for me to be a good missionary, um, in, in my workplace, um, I'm going to be working at a bike shop, and, and more than I, I, I desire to do that just as a paycheck, I desire that to bring the kingdom and to bring restoration and to bring the gospel into that situation. So, so God's already, you know, even in that insecurity of like, oh, I'm going back to working at a bike shop for minimum wage, God instantly brought like redemption through just going like, here's some key relationships that you can make with people through this and bring the gospel into that. And so that's that's obviously beautiful. And we're we're you know we're jumping out into our neighborhoods and so. Just last night, we had a party in our neighborhood through our, our hub community, which is our community group. So we invited our, the people that are in that with us. We invited all of our neighbors. As it turns out, like Jennifer and I were the only believers there. And we had all of our neighbors over. Um, and and we're, we, we threw up a movie for the kids. Um, so they're watching a movie. And then all of, all of our neighbors are over there engaged in conversation with us and, and talking. And the beautiful thing is this. Uh, a, uh, this was my this big prayer for this thing that we threw last night. There was actually a student that when I was a volunteer here, he was in middle school, and he was just attached to my hip. We were buddies, right? And, and he hasn't been to church in, I'm going to say, probably 12 to, to 15 years now. And he, I, I saw him. I invited him. He showed up last night. Um, we're sitting on my back porch, and I'm, he's got two kids now, and he's got a wife. And um, just, you know, he's telling me how all of his buddies are already divorced after two years and he's been at it for seven years and it's hard. He loves his wife. And I'm like, man, like I'm getting an opportunity now to bring the gospel back into relationship with this kid that I knew from 15 years ago when he, and he's sitting in my house and my, my son and his son are connecting as friends. And I'm going, that's, that's what we're after. Like we may, we're, we're not sure. We may not ever successfully get around to like, you know, making a church happen, but we're, we're certainly going to be about the movement of the gospel. And we, we desire to see um, Jesus active and move and restore the city. And, and that's how he's going to do it is through relationships and through actively engaging people with the gospel. So that's what we're doing. That's what's happening. And, and just, just as like last night, we're going like, wow, it's terribly affirming for us. It's a confirmation that God is up to something. And, and for me, um, you said it like you didn't say it this way, but this is so not a wise career move. Um, there's nothing good about this that you would go like, that's a logical career move. Um, but, but what we are convicted of and what we're sensing and what God is affirming for us is that it's a, it's a move of obedience that Jesus has deeply called us into mission. Um, and he has a purpose for us in the city of Albany. And we're already seeing that take place. And, and we're hoping that it, it results in lives being transformed through the gospel and being brought into the kingdom and Jesus restoring that city. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'd like to invite our elders up here. Uh, Jen, could you come on up too? Uh, we're going to pray for them, send them off. Um, and again, uh, I'm going to talk in just a second here, but uh, our partnership uh, shouldn't end today. I, I really think it would be a huge failure on our part to just give them a clap and to never see them again. Um, we want to partner in the many ways that we talked about. And uh, yeah, uh, Donnie will pray for us here.
Father God, thank you for uh, <clears throat> thank you for Randall and Jen and who you've made these this couple to be, uh, the heart that you've given them uh, to serve you in whatever way you call them to do. Um, Randall told me when I first came to him to talk about middle school ministry that it takes a special kind of person to be willing to work with middle school students. Um, and Randall and Jen are that. They're, they're that special kind of person that are willing to roll up their sleeves and get involved in messy lives. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for this calling they've, got, they've had. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to hear Randall and Nathan share their vision for Hub City Church. It's an amazing vision, Lord. We look forward to uh, watching as you fulfill that vision through them. Uh, pray that you give Randall and Jen strength as they go through this transition. Uh, as Randall has to readjust to uh, full-time work again, full-time days at least. Um, pray that you be with uh, Ryan and Luke and Nora as they go, th- go through this transition as well, um, and they're just kind of along for the ride. Uh, pray that you draw this family close together, strengthen them to just draw close to you, Lord. Uh, pray that many blessings that you have in store for them already, Lord. Just pour those out into their lives. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.